Welcome to the Four C's Podcast for SAP Business One, brought to you by Third Way Business Systems. I'm Mike Ham, and my colleague Tyson McMurrin, bringing you a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the ERP system, that is SAP Business One. We'll be hosting product experts and members of the Business One community, helping you, a Business One user, get the most out of SAP Business One. Hello and welcome back to the four C's for SAP Business One. I want to welcome you all to episode 11. We'll be talking about connect and communicate. We're going to be diving into a history of barcodes and their impact in SAP. With me as always, my colleague Tyson McMurrin. And let's jump right into it. Talk about barcodes and a brief history. Uh, initially, these barcodes were invented by Norman Joseph Woodland and Bernard Silver. Uh, U.S. had them patented in 51, and these barcodes were, were based actually on the Morse code. And, and one of the early adopters of the barcode system was actually in rail car identification. Uh, proved to be more successful, however, with the first scanning of the now ubiquitous UPC barcode. Uh, it was actually on a pack of uh, Wrigley chewing gum and a grocery store. And today, as I'm sure all of you have seen, barcodes are used in just about everything, uh, particularly in head healthcare for patient identification uh, and, and across nearly all consumer goods. Uh, anything you pick up seems to have one of those little barcode stickers on it. And, and Tyson, talk a little bit more about you know, why this topic intrigues us? Well, you know, Mike, I kind of picked the history of barcodes um, just because I know that you're a history major from your university days. So, um, you know, I thought we'd kind of just start at a high level in regards to, you know, barcodes have been around for a long time and they haven't been replaced. Um, although there's been some, um, you know, challengers out there in regards to things. And we can talk a little bit more about that a little bit later in the podcast. But, um, you know, the history of it is just to really kind of give us some insight into, you know, the a, a pack of juicy fruit back in 1974 was the first item ever scanned in a, in a grocery store. Um, and that was, uh, that was the NRC um, technology group that, uh, that had that, uh, had that technology built out um, and surprisingly um, the company the, the parent company of NRC at that time was uh, Hobart which is a, a big company that manufactures scales um, so they saw the need um, for grocery stores to streamline um, their processes in order to get people through um, checkouts faster and and to also help with um, the ability to identify what's selling and what's not selling, make inventory management a lot easier at the retail level. So, um, you know, the barcode's been around for a long time um, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. And again, we can talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, I just thought a little history lesson here would just kind of help us frame, you know, why barcodes are so important, um, especially for, um, you know, anybody that's in the consumer um, consumer goods space or um, food distribution, um, 
pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, implant companies, anybody that has um, any kind of requirement, uh, industry requirement, uh, barcodes are certainly at the forefront of of uh, helping you with uh, with accuracy of information. Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's let's touch upon some of the different types. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, they they haven't changed and really gone anywhere, but there's a number of different types out there in, in determining, you know, what kind and how much data that they're that they're going to give you. Yeah, so so Mike, Mike, the types of barcodes is kind of really important because typically, you know, we at Third Wave will get a call from a customer or from a prospect and they'll say, I want to do barcoding. And a lot of times what they mean is that they want to be able to scan barcodes. Yeah. Um, but what these barcodes are essentially different industry groups um, went out and set standards around what the numerical representation of that barcode um, means. And, and the reason that this is important and the reason that you see all these different variations is that we never want the same item to be scanned and have another item come up because of you know having duplicates in in your um in your systems so um, a lot of these barcodes came from industry organizations that you know said you know here's the uniform product classification code a upc code right um, and these 14 digits mean things um, and then Europe, Europe kind of did the same thing where they have an EAN number, um, which, which essentially is the same thing where it's like, this is the number. But what's interesting about all these different barcodes that we're seeing, Mike, is that none of them are exactly the same. And the reason is, is that everybody's kind of respected everybody else's standards. Yep. So um, it's important to note that when you look at a package a lot of times here in the US, you are gonna see maybe one or two barcodes on a product. Generally, you're going to see a UPC or an EAN label um, that identifies you know, that, that this is the product. Um, and then the other barcode that you'll see a lot of times is either gonna be a two-dimensional barcode where there's additional information behind it. Um, so for example, a serial number um, or it can take you out to like a website to validate. So we see a lot of this in counterfeit products where um, manufacturers are putting a 2D barcode that holds the um, unique information around that particular item. And then it also that QR code that when you scan it, it takes you out to a website and tells you exactly um, you know, what makes up that, uh, that bag and where, where it was manufactured, who it was sold to, so that if you bought it from a different store than the one that um, it says that it was sold to, maybe that, um, maybe they've uh, duplicated out that barcode. So, um, so, you know, a lot of times this two-dimensional barcode is allowing um, for information such as, you know, where this was manufactured. In the pharmaceutical and, and food industry, um, two-dimensional barcodes will hold additional information. Um, for example, data manufacturer, um, the total number of pounds, 
um, maybe the vendor that it was bought from. So just holding additional information within that barcode. Um, GS1 and barcodes.com are a good place to go out and, and research the types of barcodes that are out there. Um, if you're a reseller, um, the types of barcodes don't necessarily really matter, but it is important for you to understand um, you know what a UPC is or what an EAN is because if you are working with your customers and you're telling them that this is the UPC and it's not a 14 digit number they're going to reject it absolutely and that's a that's a good that's a good part to transition into you know what barcodes can do for your business as far as compliance and accuracy you're concerned you just touched upon one of those now uh, talk more about that. You know, we talked about the different types of barcodes and how each type has a different type of regulatory uh, compliance that you got to fall within, and 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 that's all dictated, you know, based on what type of barcode you are you're using and, and what type of industry you're in. Tell us more about that and things to be cognizant of. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you think about where the barcode started from, you know, from that retail um, use case. Um, it was all about, you know, increasing efficiency and accuracy of information within the within the retail grocery store. So, um, if you're a manufacturer or a distributor of um, of goods, you know, why not use this information that's on your items already to, you know, streamline your operations? Um, and and a lot of that's being forced upon us, um, especially in regulatory industries. Um, you have four hours to be able to do a mock recall and call out exactly all of the ingredients that have been put into a product um, or where you sold that product to. So if they say this lot number um, had has an issue and you do a mock recall, you have to be able to call that information very quickly. So if you're keying batch numbers in to um, your shipments to your customers, um, there's a couple things that you kind of lose. One is that efficiency that I talked about, you know, first and foremost, um, because now you're keying information after the fact. Um, and the second is the accuracy of that information. So, you know, these barcodes, um, the technology around, you know, the readers and, and the barcode labels themselves, um, you know, they're very easy to scan and, and they're very, very accurate now. And the other side of it is, is if you understand, you know, the types of barcodes and if you define your barcodes in your SAP Business One environment correctly, um, you know, the accuracy of the item that you're scanning um, is is ultimately going to be there and, and same with the batch number um, behind it. Um, so, you know, compliance is one of the big areas that we see a lot of our customers calling and asking for barcoding um, because they need that um, accuracy or they need to be compliant within um, their industry requirements. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now if we're getting into larger big box stores and and goods are you know you're you have a partnership with say in amazon for example what role do barcodes play in that relationship you know how does that cross over with compliance yeah this is this is an important fact so if you're selling with amazon 
they're going to request, um, you know, a unique product barcode. So um, if you're selling something that you're manufacturing and you've never had barcoding on it, for example, let's say you make lip gloss or something like that and you've never had a barcode on it and now you're selling it on Amazon and you're doing fulfill by Amazon um, or just selling on Amazon, um, Amazon's going to require you to have a barcode. Um, so if it's a product, like I said, like the chapstick, um, you, you're going to have to go out and get a barcode. Um, so you have to get onto one of these registries in order to, you know, say that this chapstick is um, is this UPC number. So there's a couple ways that you can do that. You can buy a barcode um, or you can rent a barcode and there's there's services out there. If you Google search, you know, renting a barcode, um, I'm sure um, if you go out to the Amazon environments, they're going to tell you um, they're going to tell you, you know, the types of barcodes that that they, they support. Um, but if you get into selling to uh, Walmart, for example, um, Walmart's gotten a little bit more specific in the type of barcode that they want on the retail products. Um, and what they want is what's called a G10, which is a global trading identification number. Um, so so they want a G10 number. They don't want any other, um, you know, combination uh, of those of, of those. So they want to be sure that you know the item is is identified and that they don't have any duplicate um, scans of that item because they're using that specific um, standard. Um, so this is where compliance becomes important because if you're selling to any of the majors, they might come back and um, start assessing you with chargebacks because you don't have the right type of barcode on the item. Um, the other thing that happens when you're selling to the majors is they will also have requirements around um, packaging and so you know how many of the chapsticks do you put into a box um, and then labeling that box with a barcode and then if you palletize um, the boxes where they want that barcode on the box and how they want them represented and stacked on a pallet. So um, compliance becomes a really important thing. And if you're not compliant, you're going to end up getting chargebacks. And Mike, I think chargebacks is probably something that we should have another uh, um, podcast topic on because it's it's something that um, if you're selling out to the majors that you deal with all the time is, you know, in investigating and, and reconciling chargebacks. So um, so it's important to know um, that, you know, there are there are tools out there for you to be able to get a barcode on an item. Um, it's also important that if you're purchasing these items and, and you're setting up to sell with with certain um, certain industries to really kind of understand, you know, what kind of barcode is it that's on that product. There's um, some really good apps that are out there um, that you can uh, get on your phone um, that identify the type of barcode it is. So if you, if you, you know, just search, uh, you know, barcode identifiers, you can take your phone and you can actually just, you know, hover it over top of the UPC and it'll tell you the type of barcode that it is. So it'll tell you if it's an EAN or a UPC or, you know, whatever the type of barcode it is, a GS1128, um, it'll be able to de decipher that and tell you, you know, the type of barcode you have that that you're dealing with. So, um, you know, as you as you grow and you start selling into these retailers um, or, you know, doing fulfill by Amazon or, you know, any kind of like 3PL package, 3PL packaging or anything like that, um, it's important to really kind of, you know, spend some time and think about um, barcodes and, and spend some time really making sure that you have a handle on on um, 
on what's going on there and, and we're always available if you have any questions um, and, and need additional um, support around around barcodes. Well, I'm glad you touched upon something that, that, that I'm happy you mentioned, uh, talking about a, a barcode scanner app on your phone, right? So when you talk about phones and tablets, uh, where we've seen an, an explosion in the, in, in the mobile mobile needs of companies has really come in in the warehouse, um, particularly in, in production, manufacturing, shop floor. Uh, we've seen a lot of mobile explosion in these areas because it, it's just, it's easier, right? So with the scanning technology that's out there, there's not only can you use your phone or, or tablet and the camera to capture those barcodes in those environments, but also there's, uh, there's you know, barcode scanners. So, you know, I, I guess three and four we can really talk about in one. Tell us more about things to be cognizant of about barcodes in your WMS solution. I guess we'll start there and we can we can migrate into what barcode scanners can do for you as well in that arena. Yeah, so, you know, one of the main areas where you want to streamline operations is going to be around your warehouse operations. And and the first natural thing to do is to really kind of start saving footsteps and, and streamlining your, your warehouse operations. Um, and that starts with receiving goods, um, you know, putting them away, um, picking those goods, packing them, shipping them. Um, you know, if, if, if you can implement um, barcode scanning throughout those processes, um, whether you're at, on a mobile device um, for some of that or, um, you know, at a pack station with a, a, you know, a Bluetooth barcode scanner against a, a PC, um, it's, it's, it's important to note that um, you know, streamlining streamlining with a WMS solution is probably one of the first areas that you're going to get a good return on investment because you're going to save steps. You're going to really kind of align yourself with that compliance side of things as well. Um, so, for example, if you're fulfilling with Wayfair or, um, you know, Amazon, they're going to have certain fulfillment rules. Um, if you're um, selling to the big box retailers, they're going to have delivery um, windows where you have to have the goods, you know, on their trucks within a certain period of time. Otherwise, you're faced with a chargeback. So really streamlining your operations so that you can um, find goods, pick goods, you know, ship goods um, quickly, accurately and efficiently, especially if you're in a regulatory environment where you have to capture, you know, serial numbers or batch numbers along with that. Um, it's really important to, you know, have all that information tied together um, in, in a WMS solution. So, um, you know, we, we have a lot of experience around, um, you know, warehouse optimization and, and implementing, implementing, you know, best practices around, um, you know, streamlining all of those types of um, initiatives. But the other side of it is, 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 you know, the EDI transaction afterwards as well of, of getting that out to your trading partner um, in a timely fashion. And, and that really kind of gets into, um, you know, making sure that the data flows, right? And, and, and we talk about this 
pretty much in all of our podcasts, right? Which is the, you know, the the whole workflow of of making sure that all the information is flowing, um, and and this becomes important with you know especially the big box retailers because around that compliance side of things, you have a certain window of time to send an advance shipment notice to them. Otherwise, um, they won't accept it. Um, because they have certain windows when they're expecting it to come in. And if it doesn't come in within that window, they'll send you a chargeback or they'll refuse all the goods when they start receiving it. Um, so, so, you know, streamlining your warehouse operations with barcode scanning um, makes a lot of sense from operational efficiency, but it also really helps, um, especially if you're in regulatory in- environments where, where um, compliance of, um, you know, food or drug traceability um, you know those types of things is important but also around the compliance of making sure that you're following the rules that your customers um, laid out for you so that you're not getting dinged with chargebacks um, becomes really important Um, but barcodes can also be used in your operations just for things like um, work orders so if i have a work order instead of me keying in that work order number i can scan it um, I can capture the time that I scanned that at, and then I can capture the time of when I finish it. And now instead of me having to you know, track my time, I can have the system track my time because I'm just scanning um, you know, barcodes. Um, well, yeah, the- to, to your point there, um, I remember one of, my, one of my first jobs out of college, I, I initially started in a, a warehouse um, and we were putting together voice over IP phones and we were changing out we were changing out parts on them, whether it was a, a board, an LCD screen, uh, indicator lights, things like that. But what we would do is we would scan the phone, scan the parts box that we, whatever part, and then that would bring up that particular phone. And then that would determine how much that phone then cost resale value, depending upon what parts. And I'll tell you, if we didn't have the scanners, we would have been there all day. Uh, manually keying in information as far as putting, you know, uh, every piece that we add into that particular VoIP phone. Uh, so in my yeah. personal experience. Or, or you'd be writing it down on paper and turning it into the office. Exactly. And transposition and timing of that information becomes a big problem as well. Exactly. But that allowed us to track trends and we were able to identify, all right, certain models of phones, you know, here, uh, the boards would go or the LCDs tend to go on these or this batch of phones that we we purchased, you know, from this decommissioned company, you know, the, this wasn't a good bet, you know, it cost us more to put the parts on the phones. Okay. And that, that, that in turn tells you, you know, what your overhead is going to be when you, when you're bringing in product in, in an environment like, uh, like technology refurbishment and, and you know, IT lifecycle management. Tyson, I, I think you've done a great job uh, driving home, you know, wh- what to be cognizant of uh, if you're already using barcodes, looking to implement barcodes on your products, looking to expand into different areas, work with different retailers, uh, bring barcodes into your warehouse uh, and things to keep an eye out for. Um, and, and also, Ultimately, what, what we talk about here on the on the podcast is is, is driving efficiencies and, and finding areas in your business where you can stop rekeying information, and, and barcodes definitely help you do that. And with that, we'll close out episode eleven of the Four C's podcast. Thank you as always, Tyson. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks, Mike. Take care and stay connected, everyone.